Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. I am your host, Catherine Plano. I am a creative soul adventurer, a modern day alchemist, and on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand, and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Every week, we have thought leaders, change instigators, and inspirational human beings from around the globe that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, positive, cognitive, and spiritual psychology to help you build wealth, health, love, and achieve lasting transformation. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning connection and resilience into your life and your business. As a way to thank our guests for their time, energy and wisdom, we would love to demonstrate our appreciation, gratitude and admiration. We would love to hear from you. What was your key takeout from today's session? By writing a review in Apple Podcasts with our guest's name and insight. And when you do, please make sure to take a photo and send your photo to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will send you a personalized cosmic blueprint for free. It's a report based on your unique birth chart to discover your true calling and how you can best make a difference in the world. Thank you. This week, as always, we have a super, super amazing guest for you. We have the beautiful Susie Shefflin. Susie of the Copper Vessel is a Los Angeles-based sound healer, Reiki master, kundalini yoga teacher, and inspirational speaker who has led sound baths viewed or attended by millions of people all over the world. Susie has brought healing to employees at companies such as Google, Pandora, and Nordstorm, and has been featured in publications such as Vogue and Los Angeles Times. Susie is known for her light-filled presence and ability to guide people towards radiant and empowered lives characterized by self-love, serenity, abundance, and joy. Susie is the founder of the Sound Healers Academy, an innovative crystal alchemy sound healing and spiritual business mentorship training, leads a seven-week program for radical transformation called The Vessel, and is a self-loved advocate for brands and has created custom product lines and offers deeply restorative crystal alchemy sound bath ceremonies and healing rituals both in person and online. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. Well, today we have a very special guest. We have the beautiful Susie Shafflin. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you so much, Catherine. I'm so excited to be with you today. I'm so excited to have you on the show and I know our listeners will be too. So the way that we always love to start the show is we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to share her unique story. So Susie, tell us what inspired you to do what you do today? Oh my goodness. Well, it's been such a journey and I feel like what has inspired me to do what I do today is 
the healing journey that I experienced for myself. And, you know, for so much of my life, um, I really struggled with anxiety, with self-doubt. I would go so far as to really say self-loathing um, from a very young age. You know, when I was when I was about seven years old, I started to experience a condition called alopecia, which is basically unexplained hair loss. And it just, I held so much shame around it. I was, you know, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I was this little girl, one of four, four blonde girls growing up in Connecticut um, in the U.S. And my hair started to fall out and I was so embarrassed. I was so ashamed and I became so self-conscious and my mind just became so busy, you know, wondering what's wrong with you. Can people tell your hair is falling out? Is someone going to reject you? Someone's going to think you're ugly. Someone's going to think you're a freak. And I became plagued by really the busyness of my mind that led me eventually to try to escape from the business busyness of my mind um, by turning to alcohol by turning to drugs and really just trying to find relief in any way that I could. Um, after years of, you know, struggling with drinking alcohol, which didn't agree with me. Um, I definitely identify as having experienced alcoholism um, because, you know, I would drink to the point of blacking out. It was like, I just didn't want to be feeling the way that I felt, you know, which was full of just so much fear and so much self-doubt. And so I went down this journey in my teens and my 20s of partying. To everyone around me, I just looked like a party girl. But on the inside, the reason why I was doing it was because I just felt like I didn't fit in. And I was so afraid of, you know, judgment and, and say, felt like I needed to say the right thing and do the right thing and just constantly so anxious, so worried, so afraid. And then it didn't work. You know, my lifestyle was not working. I became very unhealthy. And after graduating from college, I moved to New York City and I began blacking out and waking up in the hospital, not knowing how I had gotten there. Um, I also gained a lot of weight. I was generally just so lost and so unhappy. And I got to a point where I'd been trying to make changes. You know, I was like, I need to stop drinking. I need to figure out what I'm doing. I need to eat healthier. I need to exercise. I need to meditate, but I couldn't make it stick. And I eventually, I hit a real rock bottom where I got to the point where I was just done. I was like, I, I can't go on like this anymore. And I very seriously considered, and one night I did try to take my own life. And miraculously, the next morning, I woke up. And I had this sort of voice in my mind and it said, Susie, wake up and live. And I became open. I became willing to a new possibility. And it meant letting go of the life that I'd been living as I'd known it. And I ended up moving across the country from New York to California. I ended up getting completely sober, letting go of drinking alcohol, stop smoking weed, stop taking prescription pills. I ended an 11 year romantic relationship um, and I looked at every area of my life and I just asked for myself for the first time, who am I? Like, who am I really? And I began to incorporate practices that supported me in discovering that and supported me in realizing that 
the love, the validation, the healing, the peace, the comfort that I'd been seeking, you know, by drinking and using and trying to build a life that on the outside looked so good, none of that was going to come from outside of me. It all had to come from within. So I began really this journey into the exploration of, of unconditional love for myself. And then of course, for all others. And I connected with meditation. I learned yoga and I learned the art of sound healing. A sound bath, um, my first sound bath really was, I think, one of the most pivotal moments for me because I'd just been trying, trying everything and nothing was really sticking. But when I moved to California and I was in the early stages of sobriety, I was having panic attacks pretty much every day. <laughs> I didn't really know anyone other than my amazing aunt who was my family out here. Um, and she brought me to a sound bath and I didn't even ask her what it was. I was like, yes, of course, I want to go to a sound bath. And I went, we drove across town and to this beautiful studio filled with crystals. And, you know, this beautiful woman told us to lie down and get comfortable. And she had these crystal bowls and she just seemed so calm and so grounded. And she guided us in lying down and relaxing. And before I knew it, I had gone to this place and in this place, which I now call the place, I felt truly connected with myself. And I felt like everything was okay. All of the things that I'd been stressing about, worrying about, they just melted away. And I felt this sense of inner peace and calm and, and true light. And when I woke up from that sound bath, I was like, what just happened? And so I started going to sound baths every chance that I got. And I had just moved to a new city. And as I started to make friends, they would ask me, what are you doing on Friday night? What are you doing on Saturday night? And I would tell them, going to a sound bath, going to a sound bath. And after years of struggling and just feeling so much anxiety and self-doubt and generally in a state of dis-ease, um, I started to feel better. And I started to have a daily meditation practice and I started to have a regular yoga practice and I started to really cultivate a sense of self-love and take care of myself in a way that I had never really been able to before. So as my life was transforming and you could literally see new light coming in my eyes, I would look at pictures of myself and be like, this was me a year ago. Oh my gosh, it doesn't even look like the same person. Um, I just kept thinking, I need to, I need to share this because no one I knew had ever heard of a sound bath. And if it was helping me, I figured it might be able to help others too. And everything started to open up from there. Once I started to learn it and share it, um, I mean, my own healing journey just deepened and, you know, I still was experiencing hair loss. I, continue to experience hair loss um I have since I was seven and I had been searching to try to figure out what was wrong with me but through really through sound healing and the other practices that I opened up to um having experienced sound baths I began to heal in a different way I thought that healing would have meant that my hair grew back but instead what it meant was feeling a sense of self-acceptance and recognizing that nothing was wrong with me. <laughs> you know, I, I got my diet in check. I started exercising and moving and meditating and taking really good care of myself. And at a certain point, 
I was like, okay, I'm in perfect physical condition and my hair is still falling out. So there's got to be a greater lesson here. And I was finally able to open to that lesson, which is that, you know, there is nothing wrong with me. And there never was other than, you know, the illusion of fear that had been within my mind for so long. And so as I continued to share sound baths and sound healing and Reiki and yoga and meditation and, and inspirational messages through my online platform, um, I began to really share this message alongside of it because I think it's a message that anyone and everyone can benefit from, which is that you are whole, you are complete, and you are enough exactly the way that you are. And, you know, the nothing in life is innately bad or innately good. It's just the meaning we attach to it. And from the age of seven, I had attached this meaning that my hair falling out meant that I was bad and ugly and something was wrong and I was unlovable, but I could recreate that story. And so I have, and so I share that in the hopes that other people might feel empowered to, you know, see their story and choose to recreate it for themselves as well. Wow, I've got so many things that I want to say, Susie. So the first one, I, I think for our listeners who don't know what a sound bath is, we were talking about it uh, earlier on. I mean, sound uh, has been around for thousands of years as a tool for healing. Um, but what it is, it's like, and I know there's different ways, so please jump in, Susie, to uh, mm-hmm. if I get it wrong. But it's like quartz crystal bowls or singing bowls uh, from, I think some people call them singing bowls. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And what I was explaining to Susie, I love them also. Uh, And there's uh, my experiences where they've had not just singing bowls, but they've had tuning forks and they've had all these uh, drumming, I think there was as well. Um, Maybe talk a little bit about your, because you've got beautiful uh, quartz crystals, different colors. Like when I look at you, I see rainbow. Oh, thank you. Yes. So you're absolutely right. And sound has been used in every culture throughout time in so many different forms, you know, dating all the way back to ancient Egypt, dating all the way back to the Aborigines who used didgeridoos to mend broken bones. Um, you can use the human instrument as a method of sound healing, thinking back to, you know, Gregorian chants, um, vocal toning, chanting. These are all methods of sound healing. But yes, tuning forks, gongs, didgeridoos, Tibetan bowls, and then the crystal singing bowls, which are what I play. And the bowls that I play um, are actually crystal alchemy singing bowls. And that's why they have that rainbow of colors because they're made of clear quartz crystal, but they're infused with other crystals, gemstones, precious metals, and earth elements that bring different energies into the experience. So it's really creating this beautiful alchemy of healing energy within each bowl and yes so those are the bowls that I play um but there are so many different forms of sound healing and really I do believe that the most powerful form of sound healing is our own human instrument using our voice but not everyone's open to that not everyone's comfortable with that um yet And the crystal singing bowls do something that just really helps to open us to the truth of who we are. And I find them to be so subtle and so uplifting and really to have this divine angelic energy. Um, I find that the crystal singing bowls 
because of the crystalline structure of, of our bodies, um, we resonate with the crystal sounds in a different way. We can connect with these sounds in a way that feels incredibly pure. And that I think is why when I describe my first experience in a sound bath, that was what I was experiencing. It just took me home to the pure truth and the pure light of myself, which is the pure light that we all are. But different instruments will have different effects. So for example, a gong would be very clearing. Um, gongs have a lot of overtones. They're very cutting, very clearing, very grounding. They can take you out into connection with the universe in a very different way, but it's really especially powerful for cutting through density. Um, there's so many different ways to experience sound healing, but I just, I love the crystal balls. Mm, they are. And so there's also, because I know there's, uh, we talked about, like there's different frequencies, right? And I remember the sulfago uh, or sulfago um, frequencies. Um, so there was different, I guess, uh, hertz depending on chakra they were working on. Do you do something similar to that? Yes. So there are several different um, systems actually for corresponding frequencies with chakras. And in my experience, I've found that it's actually more of a range rather than um, this frequency exactly equals the root chakra because we're all different, right? Everything is energy. Everything is vibration, including us. And each and every one of the cells in our body are vibrating at a particular frequency. Ideally, they're all vibrating in harmony with each other, creating resonance. But when they're not, then we experience disharmony or dis-ease. So when I play the bowls, I'm working with the Western system of corresponding frequencies with the chakras. So for example, um, in this system, the note of C is associated with the root chakra. The note of A is associated with the third eye chakra. But if you were to study the Tibetan bowls, it's actually a different system. So it's really interesting. In sound healing, it's never one for one. It's very, very experiential. But a lot of it also does have to do with intention. So Jonathan Goldman, who's one of the most renowned sound healers, he says intention plus frequency equals healing. So if we're setting even just the intention of working with the root chakra, and then we're combining a healing frequency with that, it's going to help you to feel grounded. It's going to help you to feel safe. It's going to help you feel like you belong. Mm. And I love the fact that you also um, mentioned that you used to have anxiety on a daily basis until you had sound baths because I know from my experience I, I was the same as uh as as yourself darling uh but the thing was I found that the sound baths um as I mentioned before we got on the show it was like the top of my head came off and what the uh the teacher was explaining that it actually alters your brain waves Mm -hmm. So all of these different frequencies, instead of, you know, you might, I would walk in the room, I'd feel tired, maybe a little bit sluggish. By the end of it, I'd feel alert and feel like higher vibration for sure. So how does it link in? Because I know like uh, some people use tuning forks or sound to activate their the gamma, you know, if they want to get into the zone for writing or anything yeah. like that. Um, and others also, there's obviously different different uh, vibrations depending on what part of the uh, the brain. So when we talk about brain waves, we're talking about beta, alpha, you know, theta, delta, but what, mm -hmm. what to activate what. So is that something that else that you do with the bowls as well? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And especially when you play bowls that create what's called a binaural beat. 
um, it's really going to help you to experience these brainwave states that are associated with deep states of rest, relaxation, meditation, and healing. So for example, the theta brainwave state, which is where we are during REM sleep, which is where we are at night when we're dreaming, um, it's in that state that deep rest and healing takes place. We're doing subconscious processing. We're sort of cleaning out our system. Um, and it can feel like you're in a lucid dream. So when you're in a sound bath and you're hearing or experiencing certain um, frequencies, especially ones that are created through a binaural beat, um, you may feel like you're dreaming. You might feel very inspired. You might see beautiful visualizations or colors. Um, and it's really, that's what's gonna lead you to feel very recharged afterwards because it's like getting a good night's sleep, right? You may also find yourself in the delta brainwave state, which is an even deeper state of rest and relaxation and meditation. Um, and that's like deep rest. And when people enter into that brainwave state in a sound bath, they often don't remember. They're like, it's so strange. It was like, I wasn't quite awake, but I wasn't asleep. I was just sort of somewhere else. And the delta brainwave state I find is where we really, you know, we go sort of into the void and we reconnect with our infinite self. And then when we come back, we may not remember where we've been, but things have sort of started to work themselves out. So something that you've been stressing about or feeling anxious about or worrying about for some time, if you're trying to figure out a problem, come to a conclusion, it's like, oh, the answer just sort of feels obvious. It just starts to present itself. And you do, you feel calmer. Um, the anxiety starts to melt away and you open to these new possibilities. Because when you're actually in the delta state, your body just, from my understanding, just automatically does its own natural healing, restoring, that kind of thing. Is that correct? Absolutely. And we enter into these states when we're sleeping naturally. But the difference is that when we're entering into them consciously in a sound bath, it's like we're setting an intention for healing, for relaxation, for rest, which we don't necessarily do every night. I mean, some people have beautiful nighttime rituals where they're setting intentions before bed, but it's not always the case. And I don't think for most people it is. So with the sound bath, you're really guided to set the intention. You're held in this space. You're working with these very, very healing frequencies that are really amplifying um, the healing effects that you would naturally get during a good night's sleep. One thing that comes to mind when you were talking about that too, with Delta, you would be able, so when you said about setting the intention, could you um, set the intention to maybe uh, work with some some of those like deep-seated limiting beliefs that live in that deeper part of our unconscious mind as a way to bring it to light or to, to help them bubble up to the surface? Is that something we could do with sound baths? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something that I definitely do incorporate in the one-on-one -on -one sessions that I offer and also in my group experiences. Um, many sound healers don't talk during the sound baths, but I think one of the things that sets the experiences that I create apart is that I do. And I'm really guiding you into those states. And then towards the end of the sound bath, as you know, people are in those brainwave states, I'm sharing beautiful affirmations, positive messages, and, and really inviting them to open to deeper healing in a very empowering way. So whether or not you have someone guiding you, you could also set that as your own personal intention. Mm, I love that. See, I've not experienced that. It's always been exactly what you were saying, that every time I've gone to sound bath, there's no speaking. 
Uh, but mm-hmm. I love the fact that you guide them or you guide us through a meditative or a, a, a uh, you know, it's almost like a, a meditation through the process. You, you talked about binaural beats and I guess for me when I first experienced binaural beats and I don't really understand what created it but I remember I felt really dizzy, almost nauseous and mm-hmm. um, it was almost like I found like when I was listening to it, it was going from the left to the right side of the brain, left to the right side of the brain and then what I felt over time I kept persisting with it till because I remember that uh, somebody said at least it was for 21 days, it stopped. So the binaural beat, is that about balancing the right and left hemisphere or what creates us feeling dizzy or nauseous? Just in case, you know, that for our listeners, if they go out there and try it out themselves. No, that's exactly it. You're spot on. And that's why it's called bineural. It's each ear. So what happens with the binaural beat is it sounds sort of like wah, 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 because one ear is hearing one frequency and the other ear is picking up another And then what happens is the brain is trying to make sense of that and it reduces them down. And that's what's balancing the hemispheres of the brain. So it's incredibly healing. But in order to get into that state of balance, it can, you know, create a moment of dizziness or nausea, which I always tell people, you know, listen to your body. If it feels like too much, maybe come back, try it again later. But really giving yourself the opportunity to move through the uncomfortability and find that balance, it is going to be very powerful and very healing. So just uh, before I go into my next question, I just want to just get some clarity around sound healing. So for example, if we feel that we, because you were talking about the difference between the Eastern and the Western uh, methodology when it comes to sound baths and how we use it. Could one come and see you if they felt that there was, let's say, their heart chakra was closed and it needed some balancing? Could you balance and open up their heart chakra with some sound healing? Absolutely. I find that sound healing is the best way to balance and open the heart chakra. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Just wanted to make sure that um, we got that correct because um, I know that we've had a lot of people come on the show and we even had a lady uh, take us through a session about how to unblock one of our chakras and um, it's, 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 I think sometimes it's about surrendering to it and allowing, uh, I mean you go in with the intention but when you surrender to it, it and allow I guess the elements or, and whatever around you to um to weave in with your intention I think it's so much more magical is the word that I I would come to mind yes well and sound sound goes where no other medicine can it's pure creative potential and just because everything everything is frequency everything is vibration when you infuse yourself with healing sounds it's sort of going into those nooks those crannies those dark spaces that we all have within ourselves that oftentimes can feel so uncomfortable to go to or to look at. You know, if a heart chakra is closed, it's probably because you've been hurt. You know, you've gone through something. You may be holding grief. You may have experienced a loss or, you know, a heartbreak or, you know, something that terrified you, a trauma. And it can feel very tender and, you know, vulnerable to go there. You may not even be ready to talk about it yet. But the sound creates this safe container, especially the crystalline sound, that just very subtly and very gently starts to move the stuck energy and open it up. And, you know, you don't have to talk about it, but 
oftentimes after people go through, you know, sound healing, they start to feel more comfortable opening up about things that they didn't ever think that they would feel comfortable sharing going to those places. And, you know, I've had clients come in and there's one client I'm thinking of in particular who she never wanted to say very much um, before the session. You know, we would set our intention, but it was pretty general usually. And we did a really deep healing one time. And there was a lot around her heart and a lot around her sacral chakra. And we I'd seen her for, you know, a few months and she would come for the session. And at the end, she would say, thank you. That was amazing. And she would go. And then this one day she came and she just started crying and she had been holding a lot of guilt and a lot of shame about something relating to a child. And she had not been able to, you know, process it. She was feeling really guilty about something um, relating to her child, um, like unnecessary judgment of her child. And in the healing session, something shifted for her. And she saw that what she'd been holding on to and what she'd been sad about and disappointed about was actually such a gift and such a blessing. And her entire perspective changed and she left, she opened up, she shared the whole story with me and she was just in tears. And she was like, I never thought I would be able to find gratitude for this. And and I am so incredibly excited and grateful to, to be where I am right now. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. It just gave me goosebumps. I love the way that you said that the sound goes to places where, uh, you know, you can't imagine how far it goes. And I know for me, it's like I remember someone saying it can go through your skin, your blood, your organs, your nervous system, right through to your bones, right through to your cells. So it's that is how powerful, even though it's so subtle, it's so powerful. Um, and, and I remember um, the lady was saying that it dissolves any physical, mental and emotional blockages. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that how often do you think we should have a, a sound bath? I think you should listen to your body. I think once a week is probably good. Um, once a month is good maintenance. But if you're in a place where you're going through great shifts, great transformation, um, or really doing some deep work, I would say to support yourself with a sound bath every day. And there's so much available virtually right now. So it's very, very accessible. But um, I would say once a week is a really good if you're if you're in a healing process. Um, But if you're like, just wanting to stay, you know, spiritual maintenance once a month is good. (laughs) Mm, I love that. I would have them every day if I had the time. That's for sure. Susie, there was something that um, I wanted to sort of uh, go back to your story when you were sharing about um, your alopecia and, um, you know, when when the healing came from accepting uh, and embracing your uniqueness. And by the way, hair is overrated, I should say. I was thinking to myself when you were talking, I'm like, oh, imagine how much you are saving on products and helping the environment by not using products. Like... Oh, oh my God. I, I was so grateful to be bald during the pandemic when everyone was like, I can't get my hair colored. I haven't gotten a haircut in nine months. I was like, wow, another blessing. I know. <laughs> see, I think to me, as you were talking, I was like, there is so many blessings there. But it's, it's it really is up to us, the meaning we give it. We can look at it and say, this is my uniqueness and change our narrative and saying, I am beautiful just the way that I am because you are absolutely beautiful. When I say beautiful, you're beautiful inside and out. And so embracing the very essence of who you are has really helped you become that light for others as well. 
whether it you know for others it might be different might not be alopecia but to me I just looked at that as a blessing when you were sharing that story so I just wanted to say that to you because I think that you are blessed very blessed in so many ways thank you well I just I've found that you know our greatest challenges are our greatest teachers and everybody has something you know like for me it's been my hair for someone else, it might be a scar. For somebody else, it might be their nose or you know their thighs or whatever it may be, or a health challenge, um, physical health challenge. But the more that we resist these things, the more we suffer, right? The more that we open and accept them and say, okay, what's the what's the deeper lesson here? The more we can really find healing. And for me, I mean, I wrote letters to my alopecia. I was like, dear alopecia, like, what the heck? Why are you here? What are you here to teach me? And I wrote a lot of angry letters. And then eventually the letters started to guide me to, you know, more peaceful, more loving letters as the lesson started to come through, which was like, Susie, just like you said, it's like, Susie, you're beautiful for exactly who you are. Your beauty comes from within. And yes, it's external too, which now I can see and I love and embrace, but it's really just finding that, unconditional love and acceptance of what is and who am who am I to say that I should have hair right like I truly believe that there's a divine plan you know whether you believe in God or spirit or the universe for me my higher power is love so I'm just always asking okay what would love do where's the love and I believe that everything is love or a cry for love and for so long my hair was just crying for love Susie love yourself love yourself love yourself and now that I have found that, I'm like, wow, you know, the love was always there. I just needed to open to it. Mm, wow, it's beautiful. And I, I think most of us struggle with that today, regardless of, of what we have in our life is the self-love. And you said unconditional love. That's unconditional love is with no judgment. And yeah. we know how hard that can be because we kind of, we live in this society where we all judge one another or even as soon as somebody walks in the door, uh, you make an, an instant judgment on that individual. But when you're talking about unconditional love, that takes, uh, that's taken to a whole new level. Yeah, it's a practice. <laughs> mm, absolutely. We get to be human, right? Like we are human and and we're on this journey and so much of it is just bringing awareness to the places where our protective personality, the mind is saying like, where can I be more loving? You know, awareness to the judgment, awareness to the fear, and then bringing love there. Mm, I love that. Absolutely love that. So I'm curious, Susie, throughout your amazing, adventurous life, what has been your greatest lesson thus far? Mm, I would say my greatest lesson is that in life, nothing ever happens to you. It's always happening for you. You know, every experience holds a lesson or a blessing. Mm, I believe that too. Yeah. I believe that too. But once again, that takes, I think, a lot of consciousness to go, this is happening for me, not to me, to be able to step away from it and be really observing of what is taking place. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, so many of us, I mean, for myself for so long, I really felt like a victim in the world. Like life was happening to me. Why this? Why that? And when you can shift out of that victim mentality, you embrace this deep sense of power that is available to all of us. You know, it's like 
you are so powerful. You have no idea how powerful you are, but with, I'm going to quote Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility, right? Then you have to take responsibility for your actions. You can't blame other people. Oh, my life's horrible because I'm bald. Oh, my life's horrible because this, because this person did this to me. No, you are a powerful creator and nothing is happening to you. You know, it's really happening for you, guiding you to grow. Mm, I love the fact that you use this Spider-Man quote. That's very cute. Thank you. <laughs> so Susie, as we start wrapping up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you, my dearest? Mm, my personal brand, one word that describes my personal brand, I would say light. Mm, absolutely light. Colorful light too. Lots of colorful yeah. light, beautiful light. <laughs> And the last question we always love to ask is what are three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today? So they could be like three practical exercises for our audience. Mm. So the first one that I'd love to share sort of ties into what we were just talking about, which is, you know, when in doubt, when you're feeling stuck, when you're finding yourself in a state of judgment or fear, things just feel unbearable. Just ask yourself, what would love do? What would love do? And be open to whatever the answer is. It might surprise you. Um, the second golden nugget that I would offer is to begin a daily gratitude practice if you don't already have one. And if you do already have one, start sharing it with someone. I have a daily gratitude practice. I've had one for years now, and I share it with a couple of really special people every night before I go to bed. And it's an opportunity for me to reflect on my day and sometimes an opportunity for me to consciously reframe the challenges into blessings, but to write down at least five things that you're grateful for. And they can be fun things. You can say, I'm grateful for cupcakes, but it's nice to make them be deeper. You know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I have this experience of alopecia because it's taught me to love myself more deeply. I often write, you know, I'm grateful for all of the love and the support and the abundance and opportunities in my life. And that's sort of like the law of attraction, right? Where we put our attention, um, that's what we attract to us. So in my gratitudes, I really focus on the good things and good things come. <laughs> and then the third golden nugget that I would offer um, is a breathing practice. And this is a practice that I love and I do quite often. And it's helped me through some really challenging moments where, you know, I felt incredibly anxious or I felt a panic attack coming on or I felt stuck or blocked or didn't know what to do. And I call this breathing practice the illuminating trifold breath. And it's very, very simple. All you do is breathe in for three counts, hold it for three counts, and then exhale for three counts. But what makes it really special and magical is that you breathe in light. So as you inhale, you imagine breathing light in down from the crown of your head. And as you hold your breath in, you imagine circulating that light into every cell of your body, letting it illuminate you, fill you with healing energy, loving energy, or whatever energy you need in that moment. And then as you exhale, you shine that light out into the world. You can send it to specific people. You could send it to people who might be suffering. You could send it to your family, your friends, or someone that you're mad at, but you shine that light out. So it's breathing in light for three, two, 
one, holding it in and circulating it for three, two, one, and then exhaling and shining it out for three, two, one. And if you do that for just three rounds even, you're gonna notice a big shift. If you do it for three minutes, your whole day can turn around. <laughs> I love that. And thank you. I just, you just remind me to breathe. I'm a shallow breather. So <clears throat> it uh, really helped me out. Thank you so very much. I love all three. And I do ask the question, what would love do? That really does shift um, our perception sometimes when we go, what would love do? Because you're dropping into your heart. And I do the grateful practice, gratitude practice. Um, but I think it's like you said, it's got to have depth about it. It's got to, you've got to feel it with emotion. Uh, for it to really when you're saying and then when you do it it thinks it's like the law of attraction things come to you right so I love that so Susie where would be the best place for our listeners to find you the best place to find me is on Instagram my Instagram is the copper vessel and my website is thecoppervessel.com and we will have all of that in the show notes. Susie, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, sharing your passion, your story, your time and energy. Thank you so very much. Thank you for having me, Catherine. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please share the show with your friends to help us make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes or please subscribe to the show. The more subscribers, the better the speakers for the show, which then means more value for you so that together we can help the world become a better place. Don't give it another thought. Hit that subscribe button and help people get their weekly lessons. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katrinplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Catherine Plano. Until next week, please take care of yourself. Much love and gratitude. Thank you.